0: Welcome to the Leadership Roundtable, a podcast with Dr. Conway Edwards, where we love to get together and talk leadership, talk church, talk faith, and we're super excited today that we have a special guest. His name is Pastor Brian LaRitz. Brian, I just want to welcome you back
1: to the great nation of Texas. Yeah, where you have inferior barbecue, oh, no, uh, no. Whataburger is a clear at Don't. best second to In-N-Out, uh, God. and the Tex-Mex is just average to me. But other than that, it's great to be here. <laughs> that was like, you
0: really personally went after me. Um, not just Texas, but me personally. I'm going to try, I'm just going to move on past the barbecue statement. Um, I lived in
1: Memphis for 12 years, so oh, I know great barbecue. Gosh, you
0: know great ribs, maybe barbecue. Yes. I'll say that. But Texas, you can't beat a brisket in Texas, I'm just saying. Uh, Okay. okay, that's not why we're here today. <laughs> we're here to talk uh, leadership and even communicating and preaching. So if you're a leader you're, that communicates, that preaches, that has to, that gets to do that regularly, that that is your goal or something you're trying to grow on, you are in for a treat because that's what we're going to talk about today with Pastor Brian. So I just wanted to hear kind of what your thoughts are, how you want to encourage the guys and girls that are listening on communicating.
1: Yeah, I, I would say listen. Um effective leadership is communicating okay right? so you have to you may not call yourself a preacher mm-hmm. but you have to articulate vision Good. you know you, you have to take what's kind of in your heart uh, what God has burdened you with and you have to not only get it out it's both informing but really inspiring right? okay it's moving people to action mm-hmm. so I mean it's Winston Churchill it's dr. Martin Luther King jr. You right. know, and I think that was like a 17 or 18 minute. Speech. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it's uh, ask not what uh, your country can do for you. But I mean, mm-hmm. any great leader, mm-hmm. I think, is able to move people, take them from one place to another. And you do that with words. You do that yeah. with pictures. You do that inspiring people.
0: And I'm guessing, I love how you said that, it's it's informing, it's inspiring. Um, there's even people listening right now that they're never on a stage but they still get to communicate.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: and I'm, I'm guessing this just applies all over in leadership and in life.
1: You know, you could be a parent. Um, you need to be able to inspire your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be mentoring somebody. Uh, I think your best coaches, mm-hmm. right? You may be coaching Little League, uh, whatever. Yeah. At that stage, especially, it's not even about skill sets and mm-hmm. gift. How do we get people all on the same page? Inspired to run in a certain direction, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what leaders do. We communicate,
0: mm-hmm. and you say move in a direction. So h- how do you take something from information to inspiration to um to movement to not just something that I sit back like Netflix and listen to, right? You know, what are the
1: steps you work through to do that? So yeah, you know, so if I, if I put mm-hmm. it um, even from a preaching teaching perspective, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think lazy preaching or teaching is informing without inspiring. Okay. Mm. Right? Where you just, let me just tell you what it means. It means, it means, it means, it means, it means, means, let's pray. So you've done a good job explaining what the Jebusites were, Mm -hmm. but you haven't connected that to Plano, Texas Mm -hmm. or to the single mom who um, has just been beaten down or whatever. Like, so I think great communicating is informing and inspiring. It's, it's. People, I can't change people, so I want to be very clear on that. I literally can't move people. Mm-hmm. I literally can't change people, but I can set the stage to where they want to move, mm-hmm. they want to change. And I think one of the best ways to do that, Matt, is, is visuals, like painting a picture. Okay, that's what Jesus did. Right. It's just real simple. He he was able. I think the the mark of brilliance, Charles Ryrie said, is the ability to take complex things and make them simple. Mm-hmm. So whenever I communicate, one of my rules of thumb is I want to be simple, not shallow. Okay. Right? So I, I think you can take lofty things. So Jesus takes a deep thing like the kingdom of heaven. I mean that's deep and he's right. but he's not boring people. It's like this mustard seed. I, I believe as he's saying that, it's in his hand, he's pointing yeah. to it. You know, you can say, if you have faith the size of a mustard, seed, you can say to this mountain, I think he's pointing to a mountain, the pictures, the stories. You know, he tells the story of the prodigal son. I mean, we can see that. We mm-hmm. can see him in a pig pen. So I think effective communication inspires, and inspiration comes through visualization. Okay. Now, l- let me say one more thing. That's good. I think a great illustration, a rule of giving a great illustration, is that people get the point before you give the point. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: that's good. Uh-huh. A great
1: illustration, the people get it before you give it. If it's hazy and I'm still trying to, like, I'm still trying to figure out what you just said to me, you're like two minutes down the road in your talk, and I'm still stuck on what did that mean? So, again, a great illustration that people get the point before you give the point. Mm -hmm. All that works into inspiration.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, now, here's the question I know people are looking for, leaders are looking for, where do you get the pictures? Where do you get the visuals? How do you come up with them? What are you doing to, to see things in life, to, to know this is something I'm going to use?
1: Well, of course. I mean, the master at is is Dr. Tony Evans. <laughs> well, yes, He's of course. Master. I interned with him. <laughs> okay. And my job for him was to write 25 illustrations for him. Okay. Right? And he would say, this is for you, although he would use them in his message. That's how it works. <laughs> right? And wouldn't give me credit, but I'm a lowly intern at that point. So anyways, <laughs> although he did come out with a book of illustrations, and I hope he's not making money off. Anyways, And you're so, all the way so, over it yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, so, but I would have to come with 25 <laughs> illustrations for uh, a week. And he said, and it really was true, Loritz, I need you to think illustratively. Hmm. What he meant by that is everything is an illustration. It's just the ability to flip a switch and see it that way. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I believe every single story or every movie tells the gospel.
0: Mm, okay. I,
1: I, I, that, that's what I believe. I got a good uh, I got a friend of mine, Derek Luke. Derek uh, was in the movie Antoine Fisher. Okay, yep. So Derek and I were sitting there talking, wonderful believer. I said, Derek, as an, as an actor who's a Christian, mm-hmm. is there any such thing as a role you will not play? He says, absolutely not. He says, my mentor, who's Denzel Washington, another believer, mentor's Derek Luke, says every story is the gospel. What is the gospel? It's conflict. It's it's good versus evil Mm -hmm. with good winning. So Derek's belief is someone has to personify evil. Mm. Someone has to play the thief. Someone has to play the villain. He said, the only way I would ever turn down a role as a villain, is if the villain won. It has to be redemptive. So with that kind of paradigm in mind, every time I sit down to watch a movie, there's, there's illustrations there. Mm-hmm. It's just flipping a switch and being aware of
0: it. Pause right there. You've got to tell me about one of your, maybe a recent, or one of your favorite movie illustrations that illustrates that redemptive power of the gospel.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> this is my wife's favorite movie. Oh, this will be good. The Notebook. Okay, okay. And as a good husband, I sit and support it with her, although I may like it. But um, So I, I think the reason why we're drawn to Noah and Allie, mm-hmm. right? He's from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm. Um, and there's, there's, that's a running theme in a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Guy and a girl get together. Yeah. One of them, they just don't match. They're from different classes. They're from different side of the tracks. Why are we drawn to that? Well, that's grace. That's right. That's what n- none of us deserve to be with God. Mm-hmm. He's the ultimate illustration of that, right? So, I, I think it's simple themes mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think they're, you know, again, I'm going kind of old school. Remember the Titans. Oh yes. You y- you know why are we why are we drawn towards that? You're taking these. These former enemies, you're putting them on the same team, and you're mm-hmm. calling them to walk out unity. That's the body of Christ, right? Right. Oh, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that the body of Christ? That's tearing down the wall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You just got me going. So I actually think the reason why those stories resonate universally. Mm-hmm. See, J.R. Tolkien, who who wrote, um, what's the name of the trilogy he wrote? Oh my gosh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Oh, we got it at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jared Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, they were a big believer that what we call myths are really reality. Mm-hmm. Like the gospel, many people refer to that as, that's reality. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a shadow that points. Mm-hmm. So I think a part of general revelation, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Imago Dei, yeah. the reason why we yes and amen those stories, even as unbelievers, is because they give us a picture of the deepest that's longings good. of our heart.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: So for somebody who hasn't been seeing all of this
0: it's it's almost like there's blinders is there is it just is it just literally pausing and saying you know what i I need to not just take what i see at face value i need to be more intentional with what i see so that i can because i think we get caught up in today's world of just taking in taking in and not doing anything with it
1: yeah so now now you're talking about um kind of um three layers of communication right um so whenever i put some kind of talk or message together, there's always a scaffold I always work through. Explanation, illustration, application. Okay. Explanation, you make the point. Illustration, you show the point. Your applications are, the, are your mirrors. Okay. Showing me in the point, right? Now, a great talk puts all three of those in tension. Okay. But here's the problem. Everybody tuning in, you are naturally weighted towards one of those. Okay. So some of you are explainers. You're gonna detail it to, to death. If you're a Bible teacher and explainer, is I'm just gonna do word studies and you know, historical mm-hmm. context. And the great part of that is you're gonna really privilege the Bible. The bad part about that is people may not understand or be unable to relate. Yeah. Tony Evans is naturally Dr. Evans is naturally an illustrator. Right. Right? Which you're you're gonna you're gonna be entertained, you're gonna see it. Um, the problem with illustrators, and I would put myself naturally weighted towards that, is sometimes I can preach the illustration, mm-hmm. right? I want you to look at illustrations are sort of like Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> I mean, it's good, <laughs> but you don't want to overdo it, right. right? So the scripture is the meat. The illustration just flavors it. Okay. I would say Matt Chandler is probably more weighted towards application. Okay, yep, I can see that. You hear a Matt Chandler sermon... He he has his audience. I, I would say Conway, uh, uh, Doctor uh, Conway, ha- is is weighted similarly. Mm-hmm. So for some of us, it's just going to be a stretch when it mm-hmm. comes to illustrations. Others of us, that's just naturally where we're at. Yeah. But I think step number one is going everything as an illustration, and how can I get myself to think that way? Mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. Mm. So okay. Well, walk us through those. What were the three steps again you just said? Explanation. Uh So in my explanations, I'm making the point. Uh Um, Whatever it may be, I I just talked uh, at at this church about identity in Christ, right? right? That's the point Paul is making. (laughs) Your illustration is I now want to show people the point, Uh right? Um, I actually think when you're communicating a message, communication theorists actually say that Today's generation, especially, has ADD. Mm-hmm. Right? All of us have it. Attention. Depth. Why? Because we live in a culture that wires us to have right. shorter and shorter attention spans. Right. Right. Like in my day, you watched something, you had to endure commercials. <laughs> Nowadays, you don't have to endure commercials. Yeah. Right. And so let you, a kid have to watch commercials. Right. Used to it. <laughs> right. You just kind of get <laughs> get right to it. Um, And so what communication theorists say because of that, the sermon is the only time during the course of a person's week, unless you're a student, Mm -hmm. where you're being asked to sit for 30 to 45 minutes and just kind of uninterrupted. Well, because of that, the average person, when a person gets up to speak in the audience, they're giving you 90 seconds in which they're they're asking the question, am I going to listen to you? So the most important part of your talk is the introduction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the most. You got 90 th- seconds. You have 90 seconds. So you have to capture them mm-hmm. right away. And so you can tell a story. Um, uh, Dr. Edwards and the team here, they're so good at this. Use a prop. Mm-hmm. Do uh, connect to the felt need, right? Answer the question, why should I listen? Yeah. Um, I think that's that's huge. 90 seconds. That Yeah, that just blows my
0: mind. And, and what are they going to be doing if they're here and they've tuned you out? They're going to be on their phone. On their phone. Something else. If they're online, they just click off. They Absolutely. don't even have to watch anymore. Absolutely. So online is kind of exposed. If you can't capture someone right away.
1: Absolutely. N-
0: no longer, at least in church, they have the peer pressure of not getting up and leaving. Yep. <laughs> so yep. We think they're yep. still in, but online. Yep. They're out. They're out.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Uh, what, other, what other elements would you share with a communicator now to help them prepare for when they're getting ready to go?
1: Yeah, so I, I would say, um, you know, I try to do simple, not shallow. Mm-hmm. I try to connect to the universal felt need. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why does this matter? Why, why is it important? Um, I, I try to use illustrations. I try to use applications explanations, just trying to hold all those things uh, in tension. And I want to ultimately inspire people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just depends on, on your genre. Okay. you know. So a sermon, I can give 30 minutes. Um, I would say, listen, again, the most memorable speech of the 20th century was 18 minutes. Yep. So I think it's, the more you can condense um, – For me, what's helpful, I always write out my sermons, Mm -hmm. word for word. I don't memorize them word for word. Um, There's this thing, uh, there's a book called The Jazz of Preaching. It's a great book for communicators to read because one of the things that is the premise of the book, jazz is an improv art form. But people mistake that jazz musicians are just flying by the seat of their Mm -hmm. pants. Instead, what the author argues is it's the opposite. Jazz music- musicians are so, um, th- they know their material so well that they're free mm-hmm. to, improv- to to improvise, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And so when I know my material, I'm free to riff.
0: Mm-hmm. I got you.
1: Now, in a preaching moment, it's the Holy Spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Right. Take this right turn. Because mm-hmm. a great communicator, you always know your next thought so i know how to get back Mm -hmm. right um and then i would say with communication it's one of those things you can't read a book and really become a better communicator you have to do it wow okay you you just you just have to do it and i think it'll take you a couple hundred times before you actually start to get good (laughs) but the best thing you can do is get feedback raw Mm -hmm. honest feedback and just work at it and work at it and work at it wow
0: and it doesn't have to be on the stage sunday morning Anywhere,
1: anywhere. Just get the reps in. Anywhere, absolutely,
0: wow. absolutely. Um, what What would you say? Um, oh, I want to. So I wanted to ask you this. Um, um, with writing out the sermon, just to get your thoughts down, um, are you are you a proponent of notes? No notes. How when you walk up, or maybe it depends on the content. Um, what is your preparation, and what you have when you're up there, or? I feel like I've seen you go both. I feel like I've seen you go with some notes, and I've seen you just go for 30 minutes without looking anywhere.
1: The point of communication is connecting. Yeah, right. It's this. It's eye contact. It's being in the moment. It's being able to just sit and exercise humor and relate. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be some freedom there, right? right? Um, The only guy I know who does manuscript preaching well while able to connect is J.D. Greer. He's word for word. That is a unicorn. Um, At the end of the day, I would say do what works best for you, Uh and what works best for you is what makes you most comfortable and frees you to connect. Mm -hmm. So um, I I have an iPad with me Mm -hmm. that has kind of some brain teasers Mm -hmm. to it that will help me if I forget something, Um, but that's just me. I know some people – They don't take anything with them. I know some people, it's a detailed outline, Mm -hmm. right? But you want to be able to connect. What helps me with connecting, and I see your pastor do this all the time, is literally getting out from behind the podium, moving around, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So you don't want to miss the law of connecting. You have to connect. Mm -hmm. And whatever frees you to do that, I would say, do it.
0: Now, when you're connecting, what are you looking for in a close? I know it's movement. It's next steps. How are you trying to land when you've shared everything? What What is the, the art of a good close?
1: The art of a good close is what do you want them to do with what you've just given them? And so in a preaching context, uh, a lot of times it's an altar call. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of response mechanism. I want them to stand. Let's pray together. Let's. A lot of times that'll be a feel thing. Right. You know, I'll come into it with a general idea, but I can't tell you how many times that's shifted, that's changed. That's from a preaching perspective. Uh, If you're making a presentation, you may want them, you know, here's a website I want you to go to. Here's an email, you know, I I want you to send an email to. Whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. but give them some kind of an action point while it's fresh on their minds in order to do it. I don't expect them to remember my messages. Mm-hmm. I do want to capitalize on the. Hopefully, there's some emotional capital in the room, and I want to be able to capitalize on that gotcha. without playing games with people.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, few, uh, maybe a question or two before we get out of here. When you're looking for uh, inspiration, preaching,
1: or who, who are the preachers you listen to? Oh my gosh, Charlie Dates.
0: Okay. Yeah. Get
1: his podcast, uh, Progressive Baptist Church uh-huh. in, Chicago, in Chicago. Amazing, Albert Tate. Yes, love listening to uh, to Albert. Absolutely phenomenal.
0: Now, when you talk, give me a couple more. But when you talk about these guys, what is it that that you listen to them for? What is it that they're particularly best at in the art? Of
1: Albert is a master at connecting. Okay, and he uses humor better than anybody else I know. Charlie is just. technician Mm -hmm. he is man he's just masterful at putting it together Mm -hmm. um it's just it's just a thing of beauty to watch you almost get lost in it uh i enjoy listening to matt chandler Mm -hmm. i think i think matt is is brilliant with what he with what he does um tim keller but for different reasons okay keller is the only guy i know who is captivating and boring. (laughs) I'm intrigued by that. And I think if, look, I I know Tim, if he were here, I don't, he wouldn't be slighted by that. But his content is so good. Mm -hmm. But he has this professorial thing about him as well. Um, I just, I'm always intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Greek said, a great communicator has three things. Logos, ethos, pathos, Mm -hmm. right? So Logos is content. So you always leave a great speaker saying, I learned something. Ethos is ethics. You always, the Greeks said you always leave a great speaker um, saying that they live what they're talking about. And then Pathos is passion. But to the Greeks, it's not animation. Passion is the sense of they're talking from their gut. They're mm-hmm. feeling this. And those are universal things. Um, and I can tell you of, of people in each of those categories – my father, I can listen to him all day long because he has ethos. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is living that, Yes. right? And you can feel that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, um, kind of those three buckets, I'm drawn to those kinds of. That's good. Now, you've had a
0: lot of people, a lot of great pastors and leaders invest in you. Yeah. What is uh, one or two, or, or maybe the greatest piece of preaching advice one of them?
1: Oh that's, gosh. Has given you that stuck. Oh, gosh.
0: Putting you on the spot.
1: Um, There's a guy named Robert Smith, Jr. He's a professor of homiletics down at um, Beeson Divinity School. He wrote a great book on preaching called The Doctrine that Dances. Um, I had just preached at Beeson Divinity where he was. Mm -hmm. I'm getting on the plane. Lo and behold, he's in the seat across the aisle next to me. (laughs) Okay. So I ask him, give me some feedback on my sermon. And uh, he's a consummate gentleman. It's hard for him to say anything critical. He said, Loritz, you like jazz? I said, yes, sir. He says, great jazz musicians have dirt under their fingernails. He says, you know what that means? I said, yes. And what he was getting at is jazz as an art form isn't necessarily well polished. Mm -hmm. They take risks. And he felt like I was too polished. Like, it, w- it came across as synthetic. Yeah. He says, you need some dirt under your fingernails. <laughs> and I'm going, boom, that's, that's right. That's, I mean, that's in hip-hop, we would call that freestyling. Yeah. I think every great message, there's a section or two where you freestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's led by the Spirit, right? Gosh, that's so, so good. Yeah.
0: That's so good. Now, before we hop off today, just any next steps for the, the person listening who wants to communicate better? Um, what would you say start here?
1: I think great communicators consume a lot of content. And I'm using, I, don't say, I didn't say readers. Mm-hmm. You consume. When I was coming up, it was your, your reader. But now there's, there's all kinds of ways to right. get incredible content, right? And subscribe to Audible or just whatever. That's an irreducible minimum mm-hmm. to great communicating. You have to be able to consume a lot of content. I'd say that's a great place to start.
0: Wow, that's good. So you've got you've got some nuggets. You've got some other preachers to listen to. A great place to start. Brian, thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Love it every time you're on the podcast. Um, Thank you for joining in today. If you could even um, if this has been beneficial, we'd love for you to share this. Uh, Maybe wherever you consume the content, let us um, give us a review. Let us know how this is impacting you. And you can always stay in tune with our website, visit1cc.com slash Leadership Roundtable to see all of our past episodes and show notes from previous episodes. We want to thank Pastor Brian for joining us. Thank you for listening in, and we cannot wait to see you next month. We'll see you next time.